Hoy hoy, Noiros! Welcome to this week's edition of Out of the Podcast, the closest to a live episode we've got so far. Yeah. This sucker is getting edited tomorrow and it is on the market Thursday. Oh boy. We're kind of close. We are, but you know, sometimes you play with scissors and you run, Dan. You run with them and you throw them around to keep it sharp. Ain't that right? I've already spoiled your name, but I didn't say how fancy it is. I bet you got some fancy scissors, Dan. I do. They're not in the room, though. Gentleman Joey here to <laughs> hold up two pairs of scissors. Wow. Not very fancy, but they each have a different use. I was going to say, it's it's all about the usage. You know what I mean? It's the functionality of it. Like one's for paper and one's for like cloth, you know, material, shit like that. Yeah. Got to get some tags off or something, though. They're all rippable now, which I'll I, shout out yeah. to, to the rippable tag. That's one of the best uh, innovations of the 21st century. Or when it's summertime, like right about now, when you uh, cut off your jeans and turn into jean shorts. It's been a while. I actually <laughs> just picked up an actual pair of shorts for the first time in, in, in quite a minute. Yeah, I mean, the weekend, I feel like, it probably hurt. warranted that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I burnt my arm a little bit, you know, just sticking Oof. it out the window drive. And nothing too crazy, but... Yeah, you had a little trek. Got a little sun-kissed, yeah. I did have a little trek. I went to, to home to Connecticut. Get in one of those quick weekend visits, especially before, you know, this coming Memorial Day weekend is going to be nuts. Yeah. It was a good time. It was good. I did the non-highway version, which was quite long, but it was still the same amount of miles. Okay. So I went through some really beautiful areas of New Jersey where I saw this. It was closed, but it was like a story time, like park, amusement park kind of thing, like real dinky side of the road, random New Jersey park. And it was like a shoe house and there was like a mushroom dude and you know you just pass this on the road and you're like i gotta stop and check this out especially because it is just dead nobody is there so that was wild then past the batmobile dan in the corner of my eye i'm like i recognize that anyway dan which batmobile do you want it to be the 1966 one yeah yeah damn right it is uh it was beautiful yeah i know there's some guy that like customizes like so maybe that's part of that Mm mm-hmm yeah, some geezer out there wearing a Batman hat just showing off, and it was pretty cool. I get it. You mean future you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so that happened, and then saw a lot of movies with the AMC movie pass. Saw Men this weekend, new Alex Garland movie. How was that? It was great. It was fantastic. I, there's some things I saw in that movie that I never could have conceived were possible. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, and then the movie I saw the next day, I could say the same thing. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once finally saw it. Oh, wow. The new movie from the Daniels uh, finally made a movie that feels like they're turned down for what video? <laughs> it's fantastic. There was a scene in it that I've laughed the hardest I've laughed in years, man. I was tears were flying. I can't wait for you to see it and tell me what you think. Both That's of great. them, but that one especially. Yeah. They're both on my list. I, I will definitely check them out. Yeah, I, I definitely. That one I and, trust you'll and get X. to it. Yeah, I want to. I want to see X to the uh, the high. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. I know that one's available for rental right now, like at home. Yeah, it just it just started coming out. So. And the Northman too, which I'm debating mm-hmm. if that's going to be a home or, or theater one. We'll see. Roll the yeah. dice, but yeah, did that. Uh, went over to Massachusetts. I got legal weed, Dan. That was a fun time. Oh. My first time doing that. Even though I know Jersey is also participating in the yeah. fight, the good fight. Uh, then I hiked my ass off up to these falls, Bashfish Falls. That was, you know, real nice. Just a restorative weekend and much needed. Got some sunshine. Got burned a little bit, but that's what happens when you dance with the devil. That's true. (laughs) And the pale moonlight. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Nicholson? What do you got for me? This joker over here. Um... Nothing as exciting as that. Um, I I wanted to mention to you because I feel like it would be a good topic to discuss. I know you've been busy, but I just I'm almost done. I'm almost done watching the uh, George Carlin documentary on HBO Max. I finished part one. I'm on part two is waiting for me. That'll probably be tonight, actually. Yeah. Which I'm most excited for because that's the era I'm really I I really want a piece of. That was, you know, I I caught the tail end of my life. Right. But same love I mean, that's, I mean, that's the I, george carlin that i that i do too I yeah mean, i mean we're through. hbo kids we watched those specials man and, and changed my life i mean of course bill and ted fan here too i mean that was a big part at first i was like why is alex winter in this and i'm like oh yeah duh they they made that movie together <laughs> i'm like happy he's here they're like oh wait this guy absolutely has a reason to be here so i'm excited for that to kick in but yeah and shining time station which is my introduction to him and oh, they do talk famous. about it 
So ah, spoiler excellent. alert. I was I was getting a little bit nervous because I was like, it is a very comprehensive documentary because it's so long. A little too um, comprehensive is a, a yes, criticism it might I'll be. give. Yeah. It's definitely like, don't get me wrong, I like George Carlin. I think he's awesome. And I think it's great and they're and they're very in-depth, but it's getting to the point now that I'm I'm about an hour and 20 minutes or so into the second part. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely getting to the point where like it almost feels like they're stretching it out and they don't have to like, yeah, it, it feels Dude, like there's like this lull where in like, the first yeah. part, there's like, they're just showing these diary entries and it goes on yeah. for like minutes and you're like, and it's like quick little like sentences. And it's like, what? Like, I'm not paying yeah. attention to this at all. Like, yeah. I was going to say, get ready for part two. Cause the same thing happens. So I believe so be, it. Be, be prepared. But like I said, it, it's, I, I do appreciate that it does go in depth. I mean, the, the other side of the coin is that like you get a lot of content, which, you know, as well so i mean you get a lot of the bits and stuff like that and they talk about you know, what was going on behind the scenes and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that so it's it's good but like i said it's i'm good. almost done about it, 20 minutes half hour left I, I had to i stopped it right before our session so okay. I, I, i'm gonna go finish it afterwards yeah i'm gonna finish part two tonight or just start it and finish it it's i've been like watching it while i was working and it's good yeah. for that because yeah i don't yeah, know mo- i mean it's mostly audible anyway you're mostly just listening exactly to him, you know talking and um, I, you know, a lot of the bits I've seen so many times. So it's like, you know, I right. I don't quite need to see it. But yeah, hey, it's a George Carlin documentary. Whoop, I just lost my face. <laughs> I was gonna say you're getting the night night menu mode, the dinner menu at the restaurant when they dim the lights. That's right. Well, we're getting tasty here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I figured you would be watching that. Um, so yeah, that's that's mostly that's the most current thing i mean i've been watching some other movies here and there but i mean that's the one i i wanted to bring up ton of hbo max for me man like just mm-hmm. just started watching the staircase which i actually never saw the documentary so i'm, I'm going in blind and that's been fun so is it based so is it um it's a movie based on that doc series with the guy with the wife that died on the staircase because yeah. i watched i watched the documentary but i i thought it was about that but i was like are they really making like a fictional not a fictional but like a you know, like a so docu-series. It's a, yeah, it's a like, TV show, but it's like, what's fascinating is like, they even have people cast as like the people that made the documentary. And so like, you're getting a lot of like that where it's like, you're seeing them edit it and like choosing to like possibly uh, have the story being told a certain way based on how they want to. Like, it, it's just yeah interesting. It has all those facets in it. On I top mean, the of, documentary is wild. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably go watch it when I'm finished with this, but I figured, hey, why not watch the show? and be yeah. a little blind in it and it's okay it's it's a it's a it's a journey like that whole yeah. journey, it's, oh, yeah, lo- it's long but it's 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 interesting i mean the the story so far is pretty bonkers and there's some good yeah. performances um yeah and then just yeah david simon we own the city has been great there's like one more mm-hmm. episode left and that's great that barenthal man what a hoot mm-hmm. he's such a scumbag in this i just really <laughs> loving it yeah, um, I'll, get, I'll get there I, i'm i'm it's, it's on my list oh and honey honey west i've been watching honey west Nice. Yeah, I've been dipping into it. I'm like six episodes into it. I definitely okay. have been a little busy, but I'm, I've been loving it. It's a phenomenal yeah. show. I'm halfway. I'm at the exact half point. So I'm just I'm just starting the third two discs disc. left. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah two yeah. discs left. Yeah. Nice. So like 14 episodes left, I think. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I mean, some some are better than others, but some of the uh, some of the uh, side characters, like the the guests, like Joe Don Baker's in an episode, and I was like, wow. oh man, um, coming up, which is great um marine mccormick's in it uh marcia marcia from brady bunch yeah it's interesting yeah it's an interesting i mean a lot of stuff gets same, you know samey but there's definitely some great quips that i i do appreciate in it and that's kind of what i was hoping for and it, it does deliver on that it's a great tone and a lot of just fun action and yeah yeah i don't know I, i've been digging it and an ocelot so. <laughs> yeah i mean jesus that was a fun uh google entry Yes, you could just have an ocelot, but yeah, what a what a time oh, yeah. to be alive! I had to, I had to research that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Dan, you ever see Dark of the Sun? No, what is that? There, it was this movie, man. It was on today at like eight a.m. on TCM, and this uh-huh. thing was so crazy and violent. It's Rod Taylor. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll be seeing him soon. And Jim Brown, dude, this movie is amazing. Warner Archive did a blue of it, twenty eighteen. I just I just ordered it. It was one I dipped into it. I couldn't go away, even though I'm like, I want to see this whole movie. It was phenomenal, dude. Wow. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this movie. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I I, I, this one must have fell through the cracks because usually I'm pretty like on top of uh, Warner Archive stuff. So, yeah, I'll I'll add that to the uh, to the cart. I could see how it could just because it kind of seems like it's like, I don't know, like a war film or something like that. But it's it's 
it's so much more dude it's insane. you know what yeah the cover does look familiar now i feel like i've probably seen it in my tra- travels now that i'm looking at it two okay. chainsaws man yeah 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 this poster definitely looks looks familiar okay yeah i'll i'll, I'll give, give it a, a refresh i think you would not regret it but yeah it was wild to wake up and that's what they were showing this morning it was very very violent and uh had some themes man yeah yeah it seems like it. i was i was reading like a brief synopsis i was like wow this seems pretty intense yeah it was it's how we're doing tuesday apparently well i feel like this has a good segue in there i know right <laughs> i mean i got nothing else to, if you're ready for it well i mean my segue was rod taylor but yeah that's that's the one <laughs> okay I yeah. just want to make sure i want to make sure that that's we, we were on the same page okay i don't know what other segue we could come up with but yeah i'm okay. open to it no i think that's a good one you never see segues anymore i've seen a lot of scooters and stuff but Kinda i guess once that guy died you know due to his own invention that uh you know the pr was gone he was the one who was really pushing it that's interesting yeah i, I haven't thought about him in a long time to be honest it's for this first time i've, I've had Dude, you go to him and me. it's like a wikipedia link that's just people who were killed by their own inventions and that's that's a fascinating list oh wow yeah <laughs> That, that's it. That's a deep dive. I'll have to do at some point. There's a segue for you. Episode 73. We're saying goodbye to Tech Noir Color May. We just zoomed through this month, Dan. Oh, yeah. wow. Just flying. Flying through. We're back to black and white soon enough. We're like a Wizard of Oz in reverse or at least towards the end of it. <laughs> When's the last time you saw that one? Huh? I watch that once a year. I watch that every Thanksgiving. You, you're one of those? Okay. You got a blue? I oh I sure do. I, I love that movie. I've loved that since I was a little kid. I had it on VHS. You know, I did it a lot of times and then I just saw it too many times and it, it's been a long time, but I, I don't know. I it's just fun. Said, I said the it's word good... time too many times there. I'm stuck in. I'm stuck in a time loop. I don't know. But yes, I, I love I love How's the blue? Good? Good print? Yeah, it looks great. I actually it was like a, it was like a budget one. I think I got it on a sale at one point. It was like five ninety nine or something like that. It was like a super cheap wow. you know, like version but there's no looks, 4k looks in that that seems like a sure thing yeah i wonder if that is a thing i don't know give it a google or yeah, amazon I'll little, yeah i'm gonna check it out well if not it should be right like that's oh like, it sure oh it sure is okay good 4k ultra hd it's 24.99 that's not terrible maybe this thanksgiving huh yeah i mean you raise up uh it up a couple thousand yeah i mean do i love this movie yeah absolutely do i need it in 4k Eh, I mean, it is, a, it is a, like a visually beautiful looking film. I got to so, say I mean, that. You, do you need it in 4K? Yes, I, I, I'm i pushing this one. Okay, I'll consider it. Put yeah. it in the cart. I'm not saying right now, but, you know, maybe you'll yeah. get a, uh, you know, a gift certificate for Halloween in your pumpkin. Yeah. Are you giving me one? Is, it, is this is this foreshadowing? Is it 4K yeah, I, shadowing? I, I, I kind of started it because it, it was like a tradition that like for many years, and I don't know if it still exists, but like, TNT and TBS would always play Wizard of Oz on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I, I think just they got still s- do. Someone does. Yeah, they might do. But uh, yeah, they that just like I'll just always have those together. So like I'll always watch that. Like usually that's like my after dinner, like, you know, come down from eating all the food. I just kind of like lay out and watch Wizard of Oz. That's like my like Dorothy in the poppy field. huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like food, food coma. Oh, boy. Um, tell me about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we a, talked about that. Exactly. I still say this counts as episode talk, as, as movie talk. It was a yeah. time to get even, Dan, or get killed. We must be talking about Hell on Frisco Bay. This sucker was released. Yes, speaking of Warner Archive, this is one of them. It was released January 28th, 1956, distributed by Warner Brothers. So it makes sense they're going to put this sucker in the archive. Uh, produced by Alan Ladd's Jaguar Productions. Really great to see that in the title cards. That was shocking. Uh, (laughs) uh, Directed by Frank Tuttle. We remember him from Suspense, of course. He's having a year here out of the podcast. Uh, Written by Sidney Boehm and Martin Rackin, based on the novel The Darkest Hour by William P. McGivern. Welcome to the show. I want to mention before we go further that I absolutely love the the tagline on the Blu-ray. Yeah. The, an, an ex-cop, a sometimes sweetheart, a gang lord of the Golden Gate, the blistering story of a fall guy who got up just in time. It's poetry right there. It's poetry. It, it poster promises a better movie than it delivers for sure. But was this your first time seeing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, interesting. OK. <laughs> We're in San Francisco. You should hope, right, Dan? Because 
Frisco Correct. Bay. If it's going to be Frisco Bay, you know, I, I, that's all I got to say. Oh, uh, we're there. <laughs> we're in San Quentin, too. Someone's getting out of jail, Dan. Yep. It looks like a, one of the lads himself. Yeah. <laughs> not the, not the us lads, lad. but the double D lad, Alan lad, or Steve Rollins, wink, wink. Uh, he's getting out of, he's got out of jail. Uh, we find out in a little bit that he was a former police officer. He only had to serve five years for manslaughter. You know, Hollywood writing right there. Of course, no cops actually going to see jail time for killing someone. <laughs> but hey, five years is the most we can give for the imagination. Exactly. And, o- and only five years. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, killed a suspect, allegedly, because he was questioning this guy. He slapped him, I believe. Like they say, like he didn't even like hit him right that hard, right, Dan? Yeah, it was some type of like altercation. Of he some like kind. hit him, yeah. and then he went outside, and then they found him dead. And witnesses were like, "Hey, that's what happened." But we find out that you know he was actually beat up by some other people, mm-hmm. and that's how he died. So uh, Steve Rollins took the rap. He gets out of jail. You know, he has people waiting for him. He's got his wife, of course, and uh, also his father. <laughs> that's not his father. Oh, okay. Who's that? That's his. That's his partner. His, his ex partner, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's uh, Dan. Dan Bianco. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, was his buddy that was on the force with him. I mean, he looks like he could be his dad. <laughs> I mean, there's you know what? An age he said Dan, and I heard Dad, and I just that's I took it from there. Uh, you, need, you need to watch it with the subtitles, like me. I will never watch this movie again. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah, he's there, and his wife is there, uh, Marsha. Marsha, and we find out that. And he knows this already that she cheated on him when he was he was away because he wouldn't let her come in and see him in prison. And so she got a little lonely. It's been five years. But, you know, she still loves her husband. She wants back in and, and to continue things. But he's like, no, nah, I want nothing to do with you. Hey, Dan, they're not dad. Give her a ride home. huh? I'm going to take the bus. And he's like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with you, actually. So he takes the bus and ends up at this, you know, pier, diner, restaurant anything you know could have even been a pharmacy you know he's asking he's trying to find out about someone he's trying to find out about a, a possible amato trouble g amato <laughs> it was fun to hear amato oh, over and G-Con. over oh yes exactly the g dots so he's asking about him and someone overhears this and he's like i don't like this you're you're in trouble like tell this guy to get the hell out of here so he gets the boot that's hammy by the way Stanley Adams is hammy great former boxer turned henchman and is this where he afterwards goes to the boxing ring to where he talks to the priest yes yes Yes. he does he's trying to get information out of the the priest it's like an old friend of his from like back in the day he's like helping these kids learn to box you know in some like old gym you know these movies they always have the old gym with the boxing ring we've all seen them they've been making them since Hollywood opened up yep they're still making them to this day, but uh, it's got these two kids. They're like the same kid, basically, like these two little redheaded kids, like scrawny as hell, fighting each other, basically like fighting himself. And then it's like surrounded by a bunch of other kids. And every other kid looks like they would be better and more suited for boxing than the kids <laughs> that are in the ring. Um, learn somehow. Alan Ladd's asking about, you know, he's like, hey, where's where's who's he asking about, Dan? That was, who's uh, he trying what? to? Oh, he's looking for uh, Frank Ragone. Yes. Uh, who had got in touch with him while he was in prison. He was like, I know who killed Donato, the guy who got killed this witness. And so he's like, all right, yeah, I got to look into that because he's pissed and he's coming out. He's, he wants revenge. This movie starts very exciting. And you're like, maybe I would watch this a second time at this point. So he's like, yeah, have you seen Rigoni? Because they came up together and uh, he's like, yeah, I haven't seen him in uh, quite a long time. Some time ago, almost two weeks. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't seem like a long time. Yeah, it's like you just saw him. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty recent. So, yeah, uh, so he's still looking for him, but he's not giving up any information. And not uh, anything he's, he can't give up anything from confession. Not at all. <laughs> you got to be very careful because this Amato guy, he's trouble. So well, that too. Yeah. And so Alan Ladd, he goes and rents a room in a boarding house and he goes over to the apartment he used to live in with his wife. He's going to pick up some of his stuff. And they're still not getting along. He wants nothing to do with her whatsoever, even though he just like keeps popping by and making her life miserable. Yeah. But, you know, hey, tough situation to be in. You know, he was an innocent man and this is how he gets repaid. Kind of a bummer. Your life's falling apart, dude. Right. 
And it's literally the second he gets out of prison. Like we, like we're, we kind of glossed over the fact that like literally the second out, he's like, he's out for blood, you know, like he's out for to like, to he gets right out. on that bus. Yeah. Yes. It does not stop. Yeah. Right. It's not like, Oh, let me just get settled a little bit. And then I go out. He's just like, boom, I'm gone. And even here when he's getting his clothes, he's trying to get the hell out. Yeah. But yeah, she works at this nightclub and then that's where this had happened. And he, he doesn't like any of this. And then who should show up? But old Hammy, as long, uh, along with Joe Lai, uh, who is these are Amato's henchmen. Uh, Joe Lai in particular is like the right hand man, mm-hmm. uh, which he, he loves being. He's got a very comfortable relationship. <laughs> and he's got a, a scar on scar. his face. Yeah. yeah. Hard to miss that. And it, it comes up quite a bit. And they're, you know, they're trying to tell him that, you know, don't go looking for Ragoni, just leave him alone and beat him up a little bit. But Alan Ladd is able to kind of turn things around. He, he takes on Hammy pretty well. And they're like, OK, OK, we'll leave. You got the message. Um, and then back at the boarding house, he gets a visit from another cop, our Detective Connors. Mm-hmm. It's the 31st or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Peter Hansen. He's on the take. You know, he's, he's a corrupt guy. He works for yeah. a motto. Mono's got information on everybody. So, you know, information is very powerful. And so he's like, yo, just chill out on this. I I can get you a gig. We'll get you paid and that'll be that. Right. But of course, this is a man of principle. Steve Rollins, after all, Dan. Yeah. And he's on a mission, too. But it turns out news is getting out. Ragoni has actually been found murdered. So that's going to stop this trail dead right there. And then so after that. He uh, he goes to question somebody, uh, his Ragoni's fishing boat partner, Sebastian. But Sebastian is, uh, you know, this guy, his buddy just died. He's not going to say anything. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, I got to look out for my son, Georgie. We see Georgie, too, because when he comes in, you know, he's like, hey, I'm I'm looking for uh, Pasmonic. And he's like, yeah, I'm Mr. Pasmonic. Like, what do you want? Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't give up anything. And then Georgie comes running out afterwards and he's like, hey, I didn't know what was going on. Like, you smelled like a cop. Like, I just, I want to look out for my dad. So I'm actually going to give up everything. And then he tries to pay him, too. And he's like, hey, here's a couple bucks for your trouble. And he's like, ah, stool pigeons take money. Like, I want nothing to do with that. Cool yeah. kid. You, you got it done. <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Because a handshake instead. Yes, that's right. He's like, how about one of these? <laughs> yeah. I guess we should also mention real quick that while this is going on simultaneously, you're also getting some scenes with Victor Amato and his nephew, Mario, and you kind of get a sense of like how they're kind of, you know, this real like mobster power in the fish boat commu- fishing community. Yeah, you and, see like all these like fishermen coming in trying right. to ask for favors and stuff like that. Um, and, and they basically get kind of like, like not scammed, but kind of like, muscled into do like to doing work for them and kind of you know giving into whatever Amato wants basically. yeah typical like, mob kind of, stuff you know right and yeah so we should definitely point out for a second edward g robinson you know as, as a motto yes um our first time part in of this co- movie absolutely first yeah. time in color and this is uh for us the first time he's been a bad guy yes which is you know a very interesting like to see him and even though you know if you see movies beyond what we tell you to watch god forbid how dare you <laughs> you know this is a pretty common role for him and one that he definitely excelled at you know he's he's very good at the sad as the sad sack or like the wisdom old guy or you right. know the piece of shit <laughs> mob guy and finally we get him in this and, and it's fantastic yeah it's just it's like one of the most vicious roles i've ever seen him in and i've seen a lot of his movies no, it definitely is the best part of the movie and why to watch it. Would you say this is your favorite kind of G. Robinson performance, you know, a little little dangerous, or do you like to kind of feel for him? That's a great question. Um, I like him in this because it, it does feel a little bit, I don't want to say out of character, but it, it's it's a little bit different than what he normally does. In my opinion, like, I mean, he did Little Caesar, which he's great at, but he's a little bit more subdued in, in a movie like Little Caesar. Like this, like, he's just like, well, we're in 56, like, so things can get right. a little more violent. Exactly. Like, like there's, there, it's, it's sharper. It's like, there's more of an edge to him in this one. That's just, it just gives it like an extra like oomph in this movie. Like he's just so um, like edgy in this movie. Um, and that's, and I think there's a lot of like gruffness, not only on his side, but like an Alan Ladd's side too. I mean, Alan Ladd gets tough with a lot of people in this movie. He does, uh, I mean, but G Robinson is definitely a lot better yes. at, at, at I would, delivering I would it. I love Alan Ladd. You know, I, I've had a lot of good times with him. It's just, 
it just feels like there's like a percentage missing of just kind of gruffness. I don't know. But I mean, he does have, there is that great scene where he, uh, he's meeting up with Mario at that nightclub. I think we're getting to that point right around mm-hmm. now. Yep. Um, where real quick, I'll, I will mention that, uh, in a, an uncredited cabinet, it was Jane Mansfield as his, uh, as his like date basically, which She's is fantastic. Um, yeah. Steals the show. Yes. In a, in a, a quick, but, but, but great role nonetheless. Um, when he takes him into the bathroom and he's trying to get information out of him about where Brody is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like grabs him by the hands and like shoves his head in, in the uh, sink and like pours the water on it. Like it just is great. But he gives him a sink swirly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I love that. And I mean, he obviously throws some punches. As there's some good, there's too. some good action. And of course, yeah. you know, there's some good action, which we'll get to, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, G. Robinson gets tough at one point, and uh, before he beats up this guy, he's like, "If you behave yourself, maybe I'll let you be the janitor." Which was a good time. Yeah, and, I, that and was... then he was like, "You're a drunk and a slob, and I'm tired of looking at you." He was, he's a real piece of shit. That was that was Fiaschetti, right? That I was, believe was so. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, because he he was like the guy that he basically like ran things over there, and he was basically like getting getting like rid of him essentially like trying to like get like kind of assert himself more into a power role even more so in the in the docks which as we'll see is is not something that g robinson is interested in whatsoever yeah he has he has an interest in something uh but yes at the nightclub we do get confirmation that he he did kill ragoni so his information is good he's a good cop even after all these years Mm -hmm. um and then they find lou's body near the bay Mm-hmm. And Amato doesn't like that. So he fires Hammy and then he's like, Hey, Steve, good news upgrade. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he's not interested in which Amato doesn't like. He likes to get his way. So he's like, you know, I'm going to kill you. You got to sh- kill this investigation. I own yeah, that whole you. sequence is great. With yeah. The, with them in the kitchen. Yeah. And the way I see it, we both made mistakes. Don't wonder. I turned Hammy loose on you and then you roughed up my nephew. So the two mistakes cross each other out. Okay. It's your arithmetic. I fired Hammy tonight. I made room for you in my organization. The man's a comic. Oh, no, no. I'm not being funny. I'm serious. This is strictly legitimate. That's my way. Now, the job pays 200 a week and it's got a future. Well? You're wasting your time. Now, carrying grudges will get you what? Will it pay your bills? Now, this way. My way. You put money in the bank, you have security, you start living in style. How's it sound to you? What are you smoking? Looks like you'd rather be a hard guy. Rather make trouble. Bother me. How long do you think you'll last? What's your guess? I don't have to guess! A real tough mister, huh? Like to make trouble for Vic Amato. I mean, like we we're saying, any Edward G. Robinson scene is like electric. Yeah, you want more of those for sure. Yeah, like Lad like grabs his, his like sweater and like like un- un- from under and just like they get right at each other's faces. It's it's great. So back at the rooming house, Steve finds <laughs> Dan, not Dad, there, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Look, man, I'm still on your side. We're trying to get this thing figured out. We think Amato has a connection to these recent killings that are going on." You know, we'll figure this out. And this is all happening from outside, too. You know, he's in his car and he's like, all right, cool. See you later. And then as we see that, you see Hammy like aiming a gun at him, too. And then by the time he finally decides to shoot the shot, he misses. It hits, you know, something is in the way, you know, a piece of the railing or stone. Yeah, like on the stoop. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Then the Dan shoots back and he he kills Hammy. Well, before, right before. Well, I guess we should also mention the the great kick that Alan Ladd does. Yeah, he runs the, up to the, the kick gun. as he's like, uh, Hammy's like real weak and he's like trying to lift his gun and yeah, there's a, a good kick. Dan, you want me to make a gif of the kick? Yes, I would love that. It's like it's like All almost right. like a like a kicker in football kicking a you know a field goal. It's like that good. Like I I I love that that sequence. It's it's so it's great and kind of funny at the same time. Yes, yes. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you can make that happen, I would I would I would be a happy person. One GIF you... coming up. Hey, I mean the whole thing's for us, right? Yes. This whole shebang. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Noir. But... Yeah, personally personally, like I would enjoy seeing that. If no one else would, you know I will. I, I think, you know, what there's some there's some football fans out there, right? People love kicks. Karate fans, uh yeah. soccer fans. 
yes, or, or football to others, you know, we could, yeah, all kinds all of encompassing. Football. Yeah. Oh, God, love football. I know you're a big sports guy. <laughs> I love kicking guns out of hands. That's, that's a good sport. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a great scene. And uh, they, they get some information out of Hammy right before he dies saying that uh, Brody, who they're looking for, is staying with his girlfriend, Bessie. Mm-hmm. So Steve heads over to Bessie's place and she's like, ah, me and Brody broke up. That's that. Sorry, can't help you guys. But they're not feeling like she's on the level about that. Mm-hmm. So they decide to follow her. There's a nice sequence where she just like is running right off and, and headed somewhere. And yeah, it turns out she absolutely is not broken up with Brody. <laughs> Brody's just kind of hiding out. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, Alan Ladd just appears. He's like, yep, gotcha. And so, yeah, he's busted, gets taken to the police station. And Dan's like, you know, I, I got this. Don't worry. Like, we're going to make sure all this goes well. And he even brings in Mario to be questioned as well. Let's put them together. I like the lieutenant's like, oh, let's put them together, see what happens. <laughs> let's try some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Then also, Connors tells Amato that they're holding his men. The police are. Yeah. And so Amato's like, all right, we got to get these guys out, get their bail. The but lawyer n- in there. But now he's like, uh oh, I can't trust Mario, my own nephew. He, he said anything, which is no good. You know, I'm a very private man. I like to have the upper hand. So he's like, oh, oh yeah, Joe, by the way, go ahead and kill my nephew. Make it look like suicide. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're about to get some like nonstop scummy G. Robinson from here on out. Like you thought he was bad before. Rev your boat engines because we're, we're getting yes. there. So, yeah, Joe doesn't want to do this. We're seeing Joe's, you know, a, a good guy, as good as he can be, you know, a, a mobster with the heart of gold, basically. Mm-hmm. And he also has mentioned, yeah, your girlfriend. Uh, he has a, a, a movie star girlfriend, Dan, who we're definitely about to meet way more of. Uh, Kay Stanley, mm-hmm. our Fay Ray. Fay Ray, who's the legendary Fay Ray. Amazing, yes. Always good to see her, you know, definitely. She, she, Love her. she was great in this, and it was like a nice touch, like that she's the famous one because it's like, oh, yeah, favorite. We love favorite. Yeah. Um. So she's, yeah, she's just been kind of taking it easy. And she just, I don't know, how does she have this relationship with Joe? Does that ever get explained? I think they met, I think they do explain at one point, but like, I, I'm like not remembering how it is. Like, it was a very, like, it seemed very, very matter of factly. Some, like, I forget the exact, the exact way it came about, but. She has a, like a little bit of money, obviously. So she, you know, she has this real nice apartment, and like Edward G. Robinson always kind of like kind of rides him a little bit, like just because of that. And he rides him a little bit about his time in prison and, and his scar praying. too, yeah, and yeah. his scar. And he has like, and he always kind of like digs at him, even though he's like his number two guy. It's just, like this real kind of like evilness to him, where he, he kind of like he needles him like, and needles like, him, yeah, yeah. He reminds him, you know, like that he's he's the boss, he's number one, right. and, and then meanwhile, here comes this this woman with influence and, and money. So yeah. like Joe, all of a sudden, doesn't need his old friend Amato, and Amato doesn't like this. But um, I guess real quick, we'll say Joe kills Amato's nephew, mm-hmm. and because it's a quote unquote suicide, he can't be buried in the this plot. You know, like yes. the nice Christian Catholic family plot which right. devastates his mom. <laughs> and it's just like, so well, evil. His aunt, because his aunt. Yeah. Well, like his mom, isn't it? Well, it was like his mom, but G Robinson's like sister, right? When that, no, make you? aren't they married? I'm pretty sure that's his wife. Okay. So then who, how was he not related to any of those? Like, why would they care so much at the funeral? Did, like they care? take him, like, did they take him on? Like, was he like adopted? Where is, where are his parents? I don't know. I think I think they kind of adopted him. I got the sense that they were married and they kind of adopted Mario as like their son because she's very caring to him. Right. But Edward G. Robinson's very just like the relationships threw me off. Yeah. But so very evil thing for G. Robinson to have done. And he's just like, hey, whatever had to be done. And then, yeah, now he goes over. Joe is like, oh, I got to take care of something. Um, I got to just tell my uh, girlfriend I'm going to be a little late. Tell her what, what I'm doing, you know, just given information they had a date and uh Amato's like cool let's go over there I've been wanting to meet her and so they head to her place and you know it's a very weird meeting and then at one point Amato's like oh yeah I gotta like or uh Joe was like yeah I gotta gotta go and so it's just Amato and Kay Stanley left together alone and he's just a total creep she's like oh can you just be nicer to Joe like that's all we're asking for like I don't like the way you treat him like I love this man and and that's no good 
but yeah, he he's just like, yeah, no way. And also like, how like, why don't you get with me? I'm way better. Like, he tries to put on the moves a little bit, and it, and she doesn't like that. And nope. uh, so she's like, no, thank you. And so he slaps her. Uh, yeah, it's just wild. Yeah, totally brutal. And so the next day, Joe comes in and is like, hey, I heard about that. That's not cool. Like, you can't be hit my girlfriend. She said I should quit, but we actually decided we, we should be partners, you and me. I know something. Kay heard that uh, you want me, wanted me to go kill your nephew. And we're going to, we could take this information to the police. I know you have information on me killing someone. You know, it's kind of mutually assured destruction. Right, right. Let's just be partners. That, that's, that's fine, right? And, sure. uh, yeah, Amato will be fine with that. This guy has yeah. been very willing to have all this uh, taken on. But, of course, he does not do that. Uh, he orders Connors, the uh, the crooked police officer, to go ahead and kill Joe N.K. Here's the information about that this murder that, you know, you'll look like a hero, but you need to make sure they die in a hail of gunfire. <laughs> so do that. Uh, and you're in my pocket. So all is well. Sounds good. But. When Connors tries to put on the attack, they're able to escape. Joe sends Kay over to Steve's place to keep her safe. And so he's like, I know where I can keep her safe. I'm going to take her over to my wife's place. You know, that's never awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and also we should say, well, you know, you get some nightclub scenes with her too. Right. She They mm-hmm. show her singing. Um, it's all there. It sets the tone. Yeah. You, you sense there's a little, there's still a part of him that does care for her. So it kind of sets that up. I mean, it, it really is just kind of he's got to handle this business. And also, hey, that wasn't cool that you cheated on me, especially because I'm not a murderer. <laughs> it was a bummer. I got sent to jail for five years. But I mean, also, it's like it was three years in or something like that or three years ago. And yeah, then, three years in. Yeah, three years in. And then like he wouldn't have any contact with her. So like, I guess I kind of get it from her perspective. You know, it's like you don't want nothing to do with me. Like I'm going to try to move on a little bit, but then she realized she couldn't move on. So, and it worked out because he got out of prison. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. That too. So yeah. I, Steve is like, he goes to tell Anna Amato, the, the, the wife uh, that's like, mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, Mario was murdered by guess who your husband. Um, so good news. You can bury him where you want to bury him. And she's like, okay, I'll give up G Robinson. He's over at the dockyard. So we're now headed to the dockyard. And this is where you actually, because up until this point, we're in San Francisco, but you're not really enjoying it too much. It's like little bits here and there. We're in CinemaScope. We didn't necessarily need to be in CinemaScope just yet. But this this is where every all of that kicks in. You know, it's a climax for sure. Yep. We got Warner Color. We do have, this is not a Technicolor. This is a Warner Color in-studio color. Yeah, which is basically just Eastman Kodak. We lied to <laughs> you Eastman. again. Uh, so yes, not tech noir color, war noir color for this one. Yeah, I mean, we're just getting more specific. It's all <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the same. But so, yeah, uh, everyone follows Alan Ladd to the to the dockyard. Joe is there. He sees that Amato is about to take off in his boat. And Amato, for the first time, does his own dirty work. He kills Joe. Marsha shows up, you know, because, hey, now's the time to do that. Yeah. And uh, G. Robinson's like, cool, got myself a, a hostage here. Got a human shield. I'm going to go ahead and shoot at Alan Ladd and see how well that works out for me. Um, he runs out of bullets, though. And he's like, OK, cool. Let me just throw off Marsha and then huffs it off to a speedboat. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, Alan Ladd is like running from up top on the dock and then just like, does a jump right into the water huge and dive it's it's a it's amazing does a huge dive and then g robinson kind of you hear the sputter of the boat to try to compensate for why uh g robinson stops to let alan ladd get into this boat yeah <laughs> and yeah, then we're off. He yeah he would have out you yeah know. he would have won it would have yeah. been fine but we can't have that uh nope. even though it's 56 we're going old rules here with film noir so yeah there, there's just this epic boat fight <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's the only way it could it could happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it is it is hell on Frisco Bay after all. Absolutely, you know we we, we get a little bit in the beginning, but we, we come back beautifully. And yeah, it's just a, a great fight. The boat goes on; it almost crashes into a big tanker or whatever the hell. Yeah, big boat, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then it goes out of control, crashes into a lighthouse. Uh, Steve knocks out Amato into the water. They're swimming with full clothes on, which is, you know, 
clothes are heavy when you're in the water, Dan, mm-hmm. but these guys really go for it. <laughs> and the cops arrive. Uh, were you thinking of striking distance when this happened? <laughs> you know, I wasn't, but as my, I, I'm thinking about it now a little bit. I was like, oh, both cops. I, I wonder if Dan's going to bring up striking distance, but I'm sorry. I'm glad you that. brought it up because I, I wasn't thinking <laughs> at the time. I was I was in full on uh, noir mode, uh, I guess. <laughs> I understand. But yes, I do. I do love striking distance. Hey, Neo Noir member, striking distance could come. <laughs> hey, I mean, there's a case to be made. Oh, boy. Uh, maybe we'll do like there's a case to be made August Segment. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like the ring of that or i don't know we'll, we'll save it for next year what's a good what, what maybe, uh maybe that's a spin-off podcast that we do there's a case to be made we'll make you pay for that one how about that yeah yeah that'll be a spin-off where we where we debate uh the debatable well there's a case to be made uh for us doing that dan yes. uh so we arrest amato we got him he's alive and yeah we, pretty much a happy ending all of a sudden steve is is good to go with his ex-wife or wife, I mean, you know, I'm sure they didn't sign any papers. Into the sunset of the bay, San Francisco Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, climbing a hill, I'm sure. In uh, beautiful cinemascope, the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, six out of ten Friscos. You know, there's a lot of fun yeah. with this one, but it, it did it drag a little bit in the middle. Yeah, I agree. It does drag, and that kind of hurts it. But there's just something about it. Like there's there's just an interesting thing about it. Like I said, it's some of just some of the the meanness in it. I mean, most like we talked about mostly just R.G. Robinson, but to an extent, Lad, I mean, Lad's pretty just, I mean, I, you get why, but Lad's pretty like, you know, pretty hard boiled and vicious. That, in this that's movie. great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, he comes in hot, you know, I, I yeah. just kind of wish some of that momentum had stayed, but, uh, you know, one compliment I'll give to this movie is the dialogue. I think there's great dialogue all throughout, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and there may be some plotting issues, but all the dialogue is really great. So. And there's great cool elements. I mean, there's cool elements in this movie of like just the way that the the plot goes and and like how the setup is. And like I said, the beginning is it is very promising. Where you're like, okay, like this is interesting. Like he's going through you know this kind of like detective like you know approach. Um, he is a former cop after all, but he's kind of going through and having to kind of you know adjust to be on the outside. Like I said, he doesn't really give himself any time to have any adjustment of just getting out of prison after being falsely accused. He's just like, I'm on this mission to you know, clear my name and find out who did this and, you know, get some sort of revenge. Yeah. I mean, the elements are there. A lot of it's just the execution, you know, it's just, yeah. uh, it's close, but I'm not sure if I'm giving it a cigar just yet, Dan. But I like the cast. I think the cast is good too. I think a lot, even the some of the supporting, I mean, you know, even, you know, Joe Lai, Paul Stewart, I mean, he's, you know, a, a stalwart of, you know, not only like film noir, but like, I mean, he's in film, Sis and Kane, you know, yeah. Um, you got Faye Ray, obviously, who we talked about, you know, there's some, some, and Rod Taylor, uh, yeah, yeah you got speaking some, of, yeah, some great, some Joanne Drew, obviously. So like, yeah, Jay there's, Mansfield there's, cameo. I mean, yeah, yeah, can, yeah exactly. Like, there's a lot of like peripheral people besides the the main three that are interesting too. So I think that kind of adds to it and, and Hammy, which I don't know if I know a lot of the other stuff he's been in, but he's kind of a little bit funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta see what else he's, uh, he's been Stanley in. Stanley so, Adams. Oh, so you know who he was? Who you he got, was, Dan? He he was the guy that sold the Tribbles on the Trouble with Tribbles episode of Star Trek. Wow, okay. Wow, I did not know that. Well, now you can rewatch it with a uh, different lens. Exactly, with that with that in mind. Oh, he's in The Color is Loose, which is a great film noir. Hopefully we'll we'll get to it at some point. I I, I have a, a, a quite an affinity for that one, so. And, I think we'll be and, in our 50s by the time we get to that one, Dan. Probably. And Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I think is a super overrated movie. Should we do that? And uh, there's a case for it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I do not. I there's a case for not watching it. Yes, that if if that's the See, podcast, it's, a, oh, it's an yes. open ended show. You know, you're just making a case. That's all. Yes, we're making a case. Whatever the case is, I'm on board. I uh, I you don't need to make much of a case for me. I, I it's not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> Hell on Frisco Bay was based on the novel The Darkest Hour which was a working title for this movie by William P. McGivern. It was originally serialized in Collier's magazine. They seem to pop up a lot, huh? Must be Mm -hmm. some magazine. Uh, Our listeners would know his work from the novels Odds Against Tomorrow and The Big Mm -hmm. Heat. I think we've seen those, huh? Pretty Uh, pretty good. All right. The film rights were purchased by Alan Ladd's Jaguar Productions. Right? You know, you need one of those. 
uh it was like the logo i mean it's a cool logo dude it looked like it was straight off the car it was nuts yeah it, popped. it really popped it was it was one of the i would I, I i rank it very highly in as far as production logos go and it was it wasn't even like in the beginning it was right where like the produced by was all right but you got cinemascope you got color i mean it's 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 there man it's, it's all, all there all, all of it's there so yeah, Alan Ladd bought this as a vehicle for himself. And in doing so, he would reteam with a lot of past collaborators uh, like financier Warner Brothers, screenwriter Martin Rankin, and director Frank Tuttle, who had made Ladd a star in 1942, This Gun for Hire, which mm-hmm. sure we'll get to maybe in our 40s. Huh? Yeah. And the timing of this film seemed to imply that Tuttle's Hollywood exile was over. He named names, 36 names at HUAC. Mm-hmm. Um, and he himself was a member of the Communist Party for a, a full decade. So he was fully in it. But uh, much of the film was shot on location in San Francisco around Fisherman's Wharf and the San Francisco Bay. Uh, some fun facts. Bonnie Lou Williams dubbed the voice of Joanne Drew. Did a great job. Good dubbing. Hey, if I don't know it right off the bat, I say success. Uh, and then there was a death in this movie, the production. Uh, stuntman Louis Tomai or Louis. I believe he was French. So uh, he was doubling for G. Robinson on the fight scene and the motorboat. Uh, he got hurled against a metal fitting on the boat and got a huge head, head injury and died in the hospital later that night. Uh, he was a former racing driver. He completed the Indianapolis 500 in the 1930s and 40s. And he also appeared as a stuntman in Jeopardy from 1953. I'll show sure we'll get to that. And uh, most notably, A Star is Born in 54. But Danny also made a movie in 53 called Jalopy. I did. I did see that. A comedy starring the Bowery Boys. I thought you'd like that. I did it as a Jalopy driver. I may have to watch that movie now. Check that one out. Um, uh, another fun fact, the interior of the police station is the same one used in Rebel Without a Cause, which came out two months earlier. Hmm. Maybe there's a compilation of uh, police station sets on that one. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but this would be released at the end of Frank Tuttle's career. He would direct two more films, and his final film was 1959's Island of Lost Women, which was produced by his old pal, Alan Ladd. Oh. And then just uh, one little fact I wanted to get in about Martin Rackin. There was a quote about him from Richard Fleischer, who described him as, quote, a real character. He was a fast-talking, breezy, nervous con man type who blinked his eyes a lot. You always had the feeling that you're some sort of a street corner shell game operator keeping an eye open for the cops. And it's a good quote. Sounds like a good noir writer, huh? Yeah. Um, and then before we wrap up, Dan, uh, I, let's rank the four, huh? We did four movies. Oh, boy. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to put Woman's Devotion at number four. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Yeah. Then I'm going to put this bad boy from today at number three, Helen Frisco I w- Bay. I would also agree. Then I got to have my uh, Desert Fury at number two, but in the right mood, I could put it at number one. This is, I think, where I feel like we're in like total agreement. Like I, I would have a tough, this would be a tough one because I, I think Bad Day at Black Rock might be a better overall movie. Yeah. I, there's something I really, really love and enjoy about Desert Fury. So again, it, it's, it's like, you're it's almost comparing apples to oranges with those two it's like it's Absolutely. They're, they're, they're so good in their own way it would be hard for me to pick a one and a two so bad yeah, day would, at black rock did give us honey west though dan so at least as true. far as this particular uh viewings had gone let's we'll give it number one on that one i think that, that's fair i mean you know desert fury desert fury has elizabeth scott and burt lancaster so it's it's tough for me it's a, it's a tough pick but i look dan I, I like if someone your, tells like me their number there. two movie i'm still gonna check it out that's still a hell of a good movie Yes, yes, for sure. Okay, sounds like we, we get that, that we agree there. Um, yeah. All right, well, uh, I think that's going to conclude it for this episode. But next week, Dan, we're going to go to 1947. We're, we're turning back time. Uh, Warner Archive on this one. DVD only, though. Uh, we're we're, we're going to go to the beach. It's getting nice out. Maybe we'll see a woman there. Hey, it's the woman on the beach, Dan. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go there. Maybe we'll see Robert Ryan there, huh? Maybe it's out of the podcast. That sounds like a sure thing. We're pretty well known for our Robert Ryan. Yes, he does pop up quite often. He's a popper. Yeah, he's a proper popper. Um, the pop in. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the Ryan estate. Um, I'm sure they're just itching to go uh, get in touch with us. Go to uh, they're going to email the real out of the podcast at gmail.com and say, yo, killer Robert Ryan reference. 
We love you guys. You get it. Uh, here's some postcards. There's a museum, great. right? There should there, be. There should not. be. We'll help out with that. But if not, you know, maybe they're like, hey, we need help promoting our brand, our newly opened Robert Ryan Museum. How do we do that? And I'm going to say, hey, guys, you got to start an Instagram. And they're like, oh, my God, that's incredible. We never even heard of this. Uh, how do we thank you? Say, hey, follow out of the podcast on Instagram. That'd be nice. They're like, oh, that's good. What about anything else? Is there? Uh, I heard about Twitter. Is that something? And I say, hey, Robert Ryan, the state, you silly billies out of the cast on Twitter. And then they'll be like, is there anything else? And we'll say that that's about it. But, you know, hey, you guys have phones. They're probably not flip. They're, they're quite smart. Go to the Apple Podcasts, uh, rate, review, subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating. You say, hey, this is the Robert Ryan estate and we love the show. And we love the amount of Robert Ryan episodes that you guys have. And also go to they'll go to Spotify and, and rate there. No reviews, Dan, but mm. we'll know what a Robert uh, Ryan family estate rating feels like it's yes. one of a kind well now it's a special little tingle <laughs> in our souls anything else dan to wrap up this uh gem of an episode i don't think i could top anything <laughs> that just happened so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna just defer but yeah like i said i think just wrapping up i you know this movie's fine like i, I there's there's definitely things that warrant a watch i, I think that's what it is. There, there's cool things in this movie that are like okay if it's like a, a Sunday afternoon, you're hanging out. It's totally cool to put on. Like that's that that's definitely in that category for me. Yeah, at least once. Yeah, it's worth at least one watch. And some highlight clips for the rest of your life. If I yeah, could pull I it mean, up on YouTube, some certain like the boat scene or some Gene Robinson say, I could, compilation. I could watch. I could watch uh, Alan Ladd running off the pier and in, into the into the bay. <laughs> you know, if I'm sending text messages, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing an Alan Ladd gun kick gif you know to send to all my friends so thank god out of the podcast gave that to me yes find it on twitter that's where those goes instagram doesn't like gifs but one day maybe i'll post the video clip of it at least yes there you go that's how i do be a good boomerang too huh right i'm loving every everything that you're saying right now i'm loving oh we're fucking mcdonald's over here we're loving it dan all (laughs) right everybody baby noir rose uh, we're holding up our uh, sippy cups and we're saying, uh, Goo Goo Gaga, here's the crime. Here's the crime. In, in color. color for the last time. Last time, at least right now. That's right. We're uh, we're going back to sleep. Well, I, are we, I don't know if we'll ever go back to color if it's not in the month again, right? We, should we save the four? We'll see. These are these are the great questions to ask uh, ourselves and our gods. and Leave a little know. mystery. That's what I say. Hey, there you go. Here's the crime in color. The here's mysterious the kind, color. kind. Yes. Back to black and white, ridding. <laughs>